Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of ABIP Podcast. I'm your host. Um, my name is Jasleen Panu. I'm an interventional pulmonologist and, and um, assistant professor of medicine at uh, Ohio State University Medical Center. I have the pleasure today of having with me Dr. Fawad Chaudhary, who is the assistant professor of medicine and director of IP at University of Oklahoma. Welcome, Fawad. Thank you, Jasleen. I appreciate it. So we are going to speak on a very interesting topic today, use of endoscopic ultrasound by interventional pulmonologists. So um, for what, as a bronchoscopist and IP, um, we also use endoscopic ultrasound sometimes in our practice. Um, where do you see the utility of this device uh, in our practice and uh, why do you think it's important? So, um, Justin, again, as you said, um, very, very uh, important topic to touch base on. Um, and I thank you again for the opportunity to talk on that. Uh, so, um, in, you know, in my practice, uh, primarily uh, whenever I'm doing mediastinal staging for lung cancer, um, uh, or if I'm doing a biopsy for non-lung malignancies or a metastatic disease, um, and in fact, on some of the lung nodules and masses, which are like, you know, proximal to medias, uh, proximal to esophagus or in the posterior mediastinum. These are all the, all the various uh, places where I do use endoscopic ultrasound in addition to uh, endobronchial ultrasound. And I think uh, regarding your uh, second question, uh, why? So um, I would like to kind of go over on that uh, based on the evidence as well as rationale. So when we talk about evidence, um, so I think first um, I would say that uh, if you go back to the guidelines, there have been, um, you know, a shift in the guidelines, right? From 2007, where mediastinoscopy was one of the suggestions, 2013 uh, chest guidelines recommended the needle-based technique mm-hmm. over surgical staging. And then moving forward, NCCN and revised ESTS guidelines suggested you know, needle-based technique as well mm-hmm. as the first invasive uh, you know, staging technique. Uh, and then finally, we have these combined ERS, ESTS, and ESG guidelines that recommend a combined approach. So really we have evolved from uh, surgical to a needle-based technique to combined approach, which means endoscopic and endobronchial ultrasound within the needle-based technique, uh, which is getting more and more acceptance. So so I did review um, the literature and I would say that there are about 48 studies um, on this topic, and out of those 48 studies, yeah, that is in the last uh, decade and a half, mm-hmm. um, I would uh, say about 12 are reporting on combined EBUS EUS, and there are two meta analyses as well. And um, most of these are suggesting that there is improved sensitiv- uh, sensitivity of combined approach and mostly uh, increased accuracy as well, uh, combined approach as opposed to either EBUS or EUS alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and if I am uh, not mistaken, I think six studies um, are also talking about the EUSB, which is using our EBUS scope as opposed to the EUS linear, right, which is the GS scope yeah. in the combined staging. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, I'm not going to go into details of studies, but a couple um, good studies that you know I would like to mention just a couple points. One of the studies in 2014 by uh, Lieberman and colleagues in Montreal, which is also my parent institution, uh, showed like, uh, and they did a very, uh, the technique there is doing EUS, EBUS combined in all staging patients followed by, um, in that study, uh, mediastinoscopy. And they did show the sensitivity and negative value was significantly improved in a combined approach. In fact, with a combined EBUS EUS, um, there was N2, N3, and M1 disease in 24 patients that they detected where mediastinoscopy was negative. Mm-hmm. Because the stations you can reach with EBUS EUS um, really exposes the whole mediastinum, uh, which either approach alone does not, and mediastinoscopy, of course, it does not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Oki and colleagues in 2014, meta-analysis 2016, there is a very recent score study in ERS in 2019 uh, that have shown the same effect uh, in the sensitivity with EUSB, which is, as mentioned for us as interventional pulmonologists, uh, it's, uh, you know, we can, um, it's, it's a lesser uh, learning curve to use ebuscope in the esophagus as opposed to uh, the big GI scope or US linear. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's where, um, as mentioned, uh, there is significant uh, literature on this topic. Now, why do we think, uh, as a rationale, uh, that combined has a higher sensitivity than either approach alone? Mm-hmm. So, if we look at the mediastinum, right, with EBUS, we can do uh, the upper and lower paratracheals. Um, subcarinal as well as the hilar lymph nodes mm-hmm. uh, with the caveat that if 4L is small you know if we are doing the normal staging it becomes sometimes difficult to get that so EUS is in studies as well as in my personal experience 4L almost always even if it is 5 millimeter you can hit it with EUS um, as opposed to when you're going through trachea with the cartilage uh, also, on the seven station in the studies, as, a, as well as my personal experience, whenever I'm having a hard time getting on the rows, um, but when esophagus uh, approach is used, we get the diagnosis because there is no intervening cartilage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is those stations that we can reach through EBUS. But what about other? Mm-hmm. Level 8 and level 9 um, are beyond the reach of EBUS. Mm-hmm. So they, these are both... Uh, approachable very easily through EUS, and we routinely do them as long as they're enlarged. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we can get to celiac axis, lymph node, as well as left adrenal through EUS, and that defines a metastatic disease that is not doable by EBUS. Mm-hmm. Finally, level five and six, right, which are uh, basically um, the periodic and subaortic lymph nodes, yeah. uh, they are reachable through EUS, but not by EBUS. Mm-hmm. And uh, those lymph nodes, of course, they are done in very, very special circumstances when there's a problem of tumor and when a surgical uh, VATS is not an option in the initial diagnostic uh, realm. You can, you can do five and six primarily with EUS. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there have been some reports of transvascular biopsy of five and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the largest series that came was from Montreal, and I was part of the paper. I, I and my colleague did it with, with, with Dr. Liverman. Mm-hmm. It's a study which is very, uh, which is the largest uh, in the literature of 100 patients with trans aortic and trans PA or transvascular biopsies. 
but that is again it's a whole different topic uh, bottom line is you can approach those stations if needed so so primarily if we are looking into 5 and 6 8 and 9 link node stations uh, plus small 4l cdc mm-hmm. access left adrenal this is all cannot be done through evs but we combine both we have the whole mediastinum mediastinum that we can stage plus we can get to the metastatic disease of adrenal gland after adrenal mm-hmm. so i think that's where um you know uh, we can uh, look into studies that sensitivity is higher with a combined approach well, thank you for summarizing it so um so eloquently for one and you mentioned very rightly that uh, not a lot of us use the endoscopic uh, scope to do this uh, but use of the ebus the endobronchial ultrasound scope the linear scope in the esophagus is probably more common um and a lot of the listeners may relate to uh, what are some specific indications and contraindications of using that technique or, or any tips on that technique that you have yeah so um uh, you're right um i think uh there is definitely significant literature uh, that is showing uh, the benefit of combined approach using eusb which is ebuscope in the esophagus so i would say all the indications that i mentioned that uh, we use uh, for ebus for example uh, i think very important again for complete mediastinal staging for lung cancer uh, we can use the ebuscope or eusb for um, paraesophageal lung masses or lung nodules especially those that are in tricky spots for example in front of the vertebral column or behind the heart um uh, those can be approached um of course for uh, you know uh, non malignant disease uh, for example sarcoidosis you can still uh, use the eus uh, in com- as as a complementary tool uh, to ebus as well uh, so, on. so so really all the indications that we use for ebus um can be used for eusb as well with 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 add on if we have to get you know level 8 and 9 as i described previously um level 5 and 6 i would say that's more eus linear that's probably not doable with usb uh but level 8 and 9 as well as many reports have described left adrenal and celiac axis uh approach to usb as well so i think all the indications that we use for eus linear for the most part we can use eusb Mm-hmm. sparing the side level 5 and 6 and in some cases small adrenal gland and i'll go over um, you know why adrenal gland sometimes difficult with usb but for the most part can be done as well perfect is there any contraindications for that do you uh, you know watch out if the patient has cirrhosis or um some chance there may be variceal uh, enlargement or or any contraindications to this very yeah very good question and i think uh, you hit it right uh, there uh, of course with the with the with any you know history of significant peptic ulcer disease or very seal um bleed in the past we should not uh, do it now provided if it is a high mediastinal and there is no other way um uh, you and if the you know if the procedure list is um, has the expertise to do gastroscopy as well then you can do that and make sure there is you know uh, you're above the level of those varices and all that you can still do the biopsy 
Um, but in general, right, if you're not going to do the endoscopy, then it's better to stay away in those situations. Um, other, other than that, I think a um, couple of things that I would like to point out, um, the most important thing is the, is the operator's expertise, right? Mm -hmm. So that is important because perforation um, is one of the uh, rare complications that can happen. Mm -hmm. uh, more, more so described with uh, EUS linear because that's a huge scope. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, you know, introduced appropriately, then that can lead to that. Um, other than these things, I think the regular contraindications that we have for EBUS as well, like hemodynamic instability, uncontrolled bleeding diathesis, you know, those are the other uh, contraindications. Perfect. Uh, I think that's also useful information for uh, operators who do this or um, for those of us who are wanting to start doing this. Um, right. Just briefly on uh, the use of um, the ebuscope uh, for the left adrenal biopsy or adrenal biopsy, um, and it can sometimes also aid in you know certain lung nodule biopsies. Um, uh, what what input would you have on that? I think you had more details you were going to add. Yeah, so um, I think any any EUS approach, uh, which is either, um, you know, EUSB, which is our EBOSCOPE, or EUS linear can be used for diagnosing lung nodules. Um, and I'm, I'm trained uh, in Montreal where there was, uh, we used to do endoscopy before EUS, uh, in all the patients, and we were using EUS linear 90%. But in my practice here at university, because, you know, I have fellows that I'm training for in the primary medical care, so I'm using 50-50, right? So most of the times I will just do, do as we discussed as a pulmonologist, EUSB. Mm -hmm. If I can get to the lesion, which in most cases I can, the lesions uh, or lung nodules and lung masses, which are, you know, close to the mediastinum, especially the paraesophageal, um, as I said, in front of the vertebral column, behind heart, those that we cannot access from the trachea, mm -hmm. more easily approachable from esophagus. They're right next to esophagus, especially on the left side. They're very, very easily done by EUSB. Mm -hmm. And once, uh, you know, especially new interventional pulmonologists who start doing EUSB, it's such an easy pass without intervening cartilage, you know, so the yield is actually pretty good. And we see much less, more, mostly it's not a rule, much less trauma and bleeding, you know, when we do through esophagus. Mm -hmm. um, so I think those are the nodules and locations where you will use EUSP. Regarding left adrenal, so number one, I think we should, we should of course, do a left adrenal whenever it is pet avid or it is above a centimeter or if it is concerning, right, mm -hmm. uh, to stage uh, it appropriately when we are staging for lung cancer. Um, so I almost always use um, linear EUS uh, because, you know, I, I feel it's easier. Uh, I can collapse the stomach and see the, you know, um, adrenal much easier. Uh, with the linear EUS, because there is, uh, you know, you can, uh, you can, you have much more things at your hands with linear EUS. However, um, I have done big sized, uh, few times, uh, adrenals with EUSB as well. Um, and there are definitely reports in the literature as well as papers that are describing, 
um, you know, adrenal gland being done by EUSP. Mm-hmm. So uh, as long as, you know, we have the landmarks, um, you know, vascular anatomy and landmarks um, uh, memorized good or we are expert there, I think it can be done. Perfect. Um, thank you for one. Definitely you have a very unique skill of being able to use both scopes, but uh, also thank you for summarizing the use of EUSB. It's definitely a skill that can be tapped into, but uh, at the same time, like all of our skills has to be used with uh, a lot of caution and consideration. What, one more thing that I would like to just add, yes. I think the, 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 the technique-wise, the main learning curve in the EUS is the vascular anatomy. Mm-hmm. And I think once that is learned, then it becomes easy because all of us as pulmonologists and adventure pulmonologists, intubating an esophagus is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can learn it very quickly. But then once a vascular anatomy and the landmarks, uh, you know, then it becomes easy. And a couple of things there, when we uh, when we go down with the, you know, EUS scope um, or EUSB, uh, the way to do is you go down in the stomach all the way from the esophagus to stomach, find the left adrenal, and then find the liver, um, and then retract the scope with a circling, you know, like a circling motion. Mm-hmm. And then some of the landmarks that we need to identify are, of course, the IVC and uh, right atrium, and then left ventricle, left atrium. Mm-hmm. And we keep pulling it up with a circular way, and then we identify aorta and PA. Once we have done that, and we have done few of these, um, uh, you get comfortable with this uh, vascular anatomy and these landmarks I described. Then I think EUS becomes um, much more uh, much more easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for highlighting that uh, vascular anatomy absolutely important on on each and on EBUS as well as EUS. Um, right. I think it's been a very useful and learning chat. I've I've definitely learned a lot from you. So uh, thank you for giving us your time and looking forward to chatting again sometime. Thank you so much, Jasmine, and uh, no, uh, really appreciate it. And we all we all are learning from each other. Yeah, definitely. Okay, take care. Thank you.